Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Festivus, Happy Kwanzaa, Devil fans. You're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. My name is Chris Cole. What am my partner here? Dan Martin. What's up, Dan? What's going on? Happy Diwali. I think we forgot about the Hindus. What is that? It's the Hindu thing. Oh, okay. And it's months earlier, but whatever. Diwalia? Diwali? Is that, how do you say it? I think they throw this nice, cool, colored stuff at each other. You ever see that Diwali? No, I have no, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Christmas. Like 24 time, years on this planet, I have never heard of that. Yeah, happy Diwali. So, happy Diwali to you. Um, all right, so last time we got together, Dan, we had two games, one against uh, the Hurricanes, which was a big fat loss, mm-hmm. and the Devils got off this snide uh, last night against Florida down in Sunrise. And um, so why don't we touch on, uh, well, real quick, uh, this is the State of the Devils uh, episode where we're going to discuss uh, where these guys are right now among the league, where they rank, and we'll go over all that. But first... It's the year-end wrap-up. It, <laughs> it's our year-end wrap-up. Let's talk about the last two games. Um, let's start with Carolina real quick. Mm. Uh now, my my issue with the Carolina game with the loss was um, they, you know, we talked about this a little bit last time. They there's a big difference between playing to win and playing not to lose, and mm-hmm. they absolutely were playing that game not to lose. They weren't using their speed. They weren't using their forecheck. They were being way too cautious. And you know, when if you play that way, you end up playing tight, yeah. and you make mistakes. And there were a lot of mistakes to be made. Um, I felt that now, and we lose Marino in that game. Right. Then we go to Florida, and we lose the second shift in. Graves goes down. We still have no idea what's going on with those two guys. There's been no information put out by the Devil's Office uh, organization yet. So right now, the last I read, Lindy Ruff said after the game that Adam Graves was Adam Graves, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Graves. Yeah, yeah is going to be reevaluated when they get back to New Jersey, which was probably today. Mm-hmm. So we'll maybe have some more information down yeah. the road. What, are you going to trust the doctor down there? <sighs> Hell no. Fuck no. So Graves, now uh, you have some information on uh, the Devils calling up, uh, who they call up from Utica now? Um, I'm going to try to pronounce this yeah, guy's name. Yeah, go for name. it. Um, it's, uh, it's not an easy name to pronounce. So... Okuchuk. Okuchuk? Okuchuk. Okay. It's O-K-H-O-T-I-U-K. Nikita Okuchuk. Okuchuk? Okuchuk. Okay, him. Nikita. Let's call him Nikita. He's recalled from Utica. So he's coming up uh, apparently to play defense now. Um, So it looks like Kevin Ball and Nikita Okuchuk are going to be mainstays for a little bit. So I guess it was a bit of a Purick victory against Florida. That yeah. we, uh, you know, lose Graves now. Um, I know. So it's like bang, bang. The, pretty much, arguably, your two best defensemen. I mean, you can put Hamilton at mix. Thank God it's our best healthy, line. I mean, it's a whole, it's our whole pairing is now gone. Yeah. That, you know, exactly. That, that's rough. That is a rough, uh, yeah. And, but you know what? Now it's it's up for the young guys. Come on up and next man up. Let's see what they can do. Um, you know, the Devils are still in a great position. Um, you know, so what'd you get out of the Florida game? Um, you know, there was a lot of good things, and I felt like um, 
it was nice to see them, you know, break the skit, and, and that's important. It's super important. I mean, we were on a six-game loss, losing yeah. streak, and it, it had to be broken. So it's great. But uh, I also felt like uh, I sometimes, like, you know, you get what you want, but it wasn't the way you want it. So it, it kind of felt like to me that some of the things I wanted to see them do better, they didn't necessarily do. They did other things, and it worked this time. And I'm like, okay, great, but will it work next time? Do, do they have the kind of you know growth that I wanted to see? That they, it was kind of one of those weird things where you don't want to look 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 a gift horse in the mouth. But I was kind of like, oh man, I don't feel in a confident place, even though we won this game. I, I totally understand what you're getting at, and I, I agree with you. Um, I did think that the things they did, especially offensively, were finally getting kind of back to playing devil's hockey. They were playing really fast. They were getting bodies in front of the net. They were creating offense that way, uh, quick passes, you know, quick entries, stuff that they kind of weren't doing a whole lot during the six-game losing streak. Um, and, I, and I don't think that it was just other teams were playing them better. I think it was on them. I think it was a confidence thing. I yes. think it was, uh, you know, but now they kind of – and this is how you kind of crawl out of these things. And you get one game, and then you get another game. You get yeah. a little bit better, and then next thing you know, these guys are rolling again. Um, I want to buy into that. I'm just a little concerned. I thought it was like, okay, guys who've been streaky and went away came back. And that's a great thing. Yeah, Brat okay. came back in a big way. Yeah, uh, finally. Sharon Govich was uh, you know, in front of the net. Beautiful he had a goal. goal. Beautiful goal. Absolutely. Yep. And you know, that we were saying this, like, where did he go? He's not around. And, and all of a sudden, there he is in the one place I honestly didn't expect him, in front of the net, to, yeah. to tip in a beautiful tip. I mean, that thing bounced off the ice on the way in because yes. he made such a nice tip on it. And Bobrovsky's amazing. You see him like reach for that. He you know, almost yeah. got to it. Just like he almost got to one of Brad's goals, which is just beautiful. It slowed down the puck yeah. on Sharon Govich's. And then when it hit the ice, it just binged oh, and took yeah. off fast. Yeah, yeah. And, can I just say real quick that the TNT broadcast team, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed yes, them. That was very cool. That was very cool. And um, I'm going to say they're like awesome default neutral. I like them better than the ESPN people. Yeah. I, I was like I, looking at first. I'm like, oh, God, I don't know about it. But it, all three of them, and I can't remember. I know Darren Pang, but I, who was the, the woman? Uh, I don't know their names. Not Leah Hextall. Uh, no, no, it wasn't no. Leah Hexwell. Uh, um, but I, I don't remember, but I'm going to actually check right yeah, now. But I really a- enjoyed their, their coverage. And, you know, I mean, they're they're there for the NHL network, so they're not going to bury any teams or anything. You know, they're going to, uh, you know, they, they were, but they were positive. They had, I thought, even better insight into the game than, yes. you know, Spalding and Danico a lot of the time. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it with I, with our duo. You know, the biggest like pull is that Danico is going to get most of the trivia questions right. Like, yeah, okay, that's about that's it. Nice, that's yeah. nice. So it, uh, uh, Jennifer Botrell, okay, but Bo- Botrell, yeah, uh, she's a Canadian women's hockey player, and I believe it was um, you know Danny, Darren Pang and Brendan Burke last night. Yeah, they so, were, that was a good crew. They, I like yeah, that. they did a really good, nice job. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I usually don't say that about like the national no, broadcast team. I'm with you. I mean, ESPN has pissed me off so many times, and even with, back when we had Fox teams and ABC teams and NBC teams, don't I? Never a huge fan of the national uh, 
But I was like one of the best, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. And but you know, again, defensively, I just thought there were a there were way too many lapses. Oh yeah. Um, uh, they did seem to clean up the the stupid penalties. Uh, yeah, they didn't that take was a lot a, better. They, they didn't That's take true. many penalties last night. But again, uh, you know, it, it Florida pulled the goalie, and how in God's name was there a two on nothing in front of Blackwood? Yeah, how'd that happen? Uh, how the hell did that happen? Uh, I had uh, I have an idea how that happened. Yeah, uh, please I enlighten mean, us. I mean, I think it's our buddy Damon Severson. Yeah. So I mean, I look. I, sometimes you, you come up and talk about the same player week after week. It's like, drop it. But here he is in the news again. You know, like, he gets benched, rightfully so. The Devils were flat. They didn't look good in the game without him. And, you know, um, another loss. And so he's back in the lineup. And, uh, you know, I'm coming across, like, all kinds of information uh, on the Internet about how, oh, Damon Severson is, is a duality. I mean, I was looking at one article in particular – where, you know, it was an all about the jersey.com uh, article about the duality of Damon Severs and how, you know, you know, I might make some mistakes and get fans upset sometimes, but, you know, there's some good Damon Severson. I mean, he led in minutes last game. Factually true. He led in minutes. He also led in turnovers. Yep. And that's not in the article at all. Like, he's a turnover machine. Yeah, he's he not. He looks good when he's good. But when he looks bad, he looks so bad. And, and he, you know, his you know, good... Almost cost us the game, but, but didn't. That's the key. His bad is a liability. His good is, you know, he's a decent defenseman. That's yeah. his good. That's his... His floor is... is He's he he's there. He's on his floor way much more than he is on the ceiling. Does that make yeah. sense? No, I he, get he's not. That's he, the problem. You know, yeah, and and I'm, I mean, look over the stretch when they were doing really well. He was still kind of like borderline hurting the team all the time. And then when they get a little shaky, he's actively hurting the team. So now we bring him back. He has a good game. I mean, by his standards, at least on a score sheet. But if you actually go by turnovers and what could have been on the score sheet, if not for some. <laughs> Great saves, which we'll get to that end of it later. But, you know, like, I just, I'm still not happy with his play. And it's weird because I I want them to win. They won. But I almost didn't want to win like this. And I I didn't want, like, Damon Severson to carve his way back into the lineup with the help of two injuries over the last two games. Well, that's what I was just going to bring up. Now you have to look at it rationally. You're not going to, like, get him out of the lineup. He's not going anywhere. No. We got... but we were talking about maybe replacing him because we had a full lineup of, of you know, but now we don't. So. Now we don't know what, what the how long term the Marino and Graves injuries are going to be. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, they, hopefully these guys are don't miss any time. I'm hoping that everything comes back. I don't know even know what happened with Marino. No, um, I'm I don't very remember seeing him injured see what in happened. Carolina. I, what happened. I, so, I looked into it. I couldn't find any information on right. that. So, I mean, I'm hoping maybe he's back in the lineup uh, against Boston tomorrow night. They they have to be, you know, they have to tighten up defensively uh, tomorrow. And you have two young defensemen that are going to be in that game. And it, it's going to, you know, that can, they yeah. really have to play. I wouldn't what might be able to be the pick best. A, a worse Opponent for two young sure. defensemen to break into the right. team. Right? It might, it, you know, look, it might be, uh, you know, yeah, I agree with you. It's the worst opponent, but you know, 
hey, you got to step up and see what these guys can do. I mean, this is this mm-hmm. is the NHL, and we're getting into it. You know, if you want to be there at the end, you got to find ways to win. Every team's going to have to deal with injuries at some point throughout the season. That's true. Uh, we kept going on when the Devils are in a 13-game win streak, saying one of the best things about this team is their depth. And well, now it's getting tested. Yes. So you know, let's see if if this is really a deep team that can pull guys up and step in and uh, play well. Um, you know, I, I felt much better about the offense uh, last night than I did yeah. about the defense. So, you know, but Boston is no schlubs. But how about we get into a little bit of the state of the Devils and where they are right now? Yeah, and it, I think this is very interesting because, you know, we've seen like like two Devil teams. Yeah. You know, and now we're going to like put it together and see what we have you know, today we're at the end of December, going into 2023. And right now we are tied. Well, not we're tied with the Hurricanes in points. We each have 46, but we are technically second in the Metropolitan. We've dropped out of first, where we basically lived for since the, for since the first second week of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're second. Uh, they do have a game in hand on us, and they did beat us in a head-to-head matchup. So technically, Carolina's number one. Right. We're number two. Um, you know, their their power play has been pretty bad. Um, league average is uh, 24 goals on the power play um, per team is average 24. We are have 20. Our power play is, uh, our special teams are 14th right now. Our power play is 24th. That's bad. Yeah, um, power play change. That's going to be difficult to do major damage in the playoffs with that ranking power play. And it's surprising to me because with this skill players that they have in their offense, I, I thought that even if they might struggle five on five, the power play should be where you're getting some offense. Yeah, I wouldn't and have guessed that number, to be honest with you. I, I didn't think it was hurting that bad. 19.61% is their power play. The league average is 22.52%. Now, they're much better on the PK. Um, again, which I find a little bit odd that they're much stronger on the penalty kill than they are in the power play. Um, they're ninth in the, the way penalty this team kill. is structured. It, it does seem right. like you would not get that. I agree. They're, that. they're ranked ninth in the NHL overall in the penalty kill at 80.58%. Again, the league average is 77.48%. So they're well above league average. Um, they have outscored their opponents in every period throughout this season. First period is, we know, their worst. They have a, uh, a four-goal differential. The Devils have scored 29 goals, and their opponents 25. Second period is a 10-point differential, 44-34. Hmm. to 34. And the third period, which is their best period, is a 12-point differential at 22 for opponents and 36 goals scored for the Devils. And this is what I liked. And this is proof of, of what you know we have been saying. And they did it last night against Florida. They start out like the feeling out stage. They, they, you know, okay, they don't really uh, dominate a team until things get rolling. But by the end of the first, second period, when the Devils start skating, and they did this last night, and they're flying all over the ice, by the time the third period comes, the other teams are shot. They're exhausted. And the Devils, down by one, going into the third, Florida could not keep up. They did right. have some stretches of offense at the end, but not anything sustained uh, on five-on-five. And the Devils warmed down. They got two goals, 
and yep. they they won the game. And they their style of play, this is what I liked seeing them get back to. They got back to the skill and the speed and the bodies in front of the net and those beautiful passes and those beautiful entries. And they were doing it last night, not like to the extent that they were during the winning streak, but it was so much better than the yeah, last three like, games. It really yeah. did. It was like they, you know that swarming feeling. Yeah. Of, uh, here they come again. Here they come yep. again. And they're looking dangerous on every shift. And even Pang was, you know, we mentioned that a couple of times during it. You know, he's like, you know, as soon as you know, could Hughes will uh, get a takeaway in the in the neutral zone, and you know, Pang was just like, oh, this is going to be fun because yeah. you just see it. Like these yeah. guys can do whatever they want when they have the puck and they are skating and uh you know it was really nice to see them because they completely lost that they i think in the ranger loss they played well um again we talked about that but but from the florida game i mean uh, the 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 flyers game yes the the, the flyers uh, game is the beginning of like yeah like they just got worse and worse and worse absolutely so I don't know what was said in the locker room. I don't know what was said on the bench, but they came out last night. And, you know, tomorrow is a huge game. And, you know, this is really going to see where we are as far as are we for real right now or is there a whole lot of work to do? And I believe there's a whole lot of work to do. Yeah, I, I really think so. Um, th- there's no doubt that this team has a lot of growing up to do. Yes. And I really feel like even when things go well, you can't underestimate how much growing up this team has to do you know and then that, I think if anything the Devils fan has learned that over the streak because it, it's easy to get like power drunk with how great this team is but then you know you, you come back down to reality with this losing streak and you see it you know what to really be effective you have to have that control where you never get that low and it's, it's it sounds like a simple thing but it's it's actually it takes that experience to do I think and so I'm hoping that they grow like exponentially as the season goes on so that when they meet the playoffs they're ready to go because uh you know i think that we came down to earth a little bit when we said hey wait this team can fall in a rut and and you know risk not finding their way out in time you know it's too long of a streak it looked like if they were if they lost last night i i really think that that could have happened um you know and you know, the last thing you want to see is them win one, lose three. Yeah. You know, start getting Absolutely. some wins together. Play Boston good. Um, you know, get a solid effort from Vanacek mm-hmm. and Net, and let's see if we can't pull it off at home against the best team in the NHL. Now, this uh, is pretty interesting. So, when the Devils opened up this season, their regular uh, at the regular season, their Stanley Cup odds. Right. Okay, so the odds of them winning the Stanley Cup were they, plus they were crazy, right? Seventy five hundred. Right. Which means when the season started, if you would have bet one hundred dollars that the Devils were going to win the Stanley Cup, I did. If they did, yeah, you'd win seventy five hundred. If I bet one hundred, I get seventy five hundred. If you did that back before the season started, those odds are FanDuel now has them at a plus fourteen hundred. Wow, that's a yeah, that's amazing. That is. The biggest positive swing in all of the NHL from opening of the season to where they are now. So this team has impressed a whole lot of people, including Definitely. Vegas. Definitely. Um, and the best odds to open the season were Colorado at plus 400. FanDuel now has them at plus 550. Okay. So, Slight know, revision for them, but look at the jump that we made. We made a huge jump. You know, $6,400, $5,400 rather. Uh, that's impressive. 
Well, I'm I'm glad I put ten grand on the Devils to win. Well, when do you do it? September. September? Yeah. Oh, you're you're set then, dude. Yeah. Well, they have to win the cup. We, we forgot about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> minor detail. No big deal. How many players, players in the bag? I'm spending it already. <laughs> How many players on the Devils do you think are uh, uh, a minus up up until now? You know, I I honestly I I probably would have guessed one or two. There are I'm four. not so sure. Really? Four Devils on the entire roster are a minus. Okay. Who take a guess? Who do you well, think they are? You know, I feel like I know one is Severson. He's not. Get the fuck out. See, I, I know nothing then. You know, I know nothing. Severson I, I like is, he is our biggest minus by a million. No. If you said he was minus one million, I'd be well, like, yeah, it sounds right. Let's start with this. Our biggest minus is only a minus four. So it's not like right. we have it's not so bad. You no. Know, so but that's our biggest. Severson's a plus. And the other we have two guys that are minus four and two guys that are minus one, and one of the minus ones I wouldn't even count. So should I give because you he like minus? barely played? Is that why? Yes. All right, then we throw him right out. Who is that guy? Palat. Palat. Palat's a minus. <laughs> He's a minus one. Hard to believe. He played pretty well in a couple losses, and then came in for like what one or two wins before he went out. Yeah, but uh, I guess you know he didn't score enough of those. He only has. I'm two not goals, worried about him so staying. No, I'm not worried so about him either. He's going to be a plus. If anything. I'm thinking he's going to be, you know, a, a part of the saving grace for this season. I mean, somebody yeah. to come in and steady the goddamn ship. Hell yeah. You know? Can't and, wait for him to come back. Yes, and, and that is huge. Uh, so, okay, so he was a minus one. Uh, another guy who we actually have a comment about uh, from a, a listener that emailed us about him, so we're going to discuss him, uh, is Alexander Holtz. He's a minus mm. four. Mm. Sharon Govich is minus one. Yeah. Okay. I could. I could see if you told me, you know, oh, Sharon Govich is he plus or minus? I'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. But he's had his share of turnovers for sure. And uh, Jesper the Lesser, Boquist is minus okay. four. All right. You know. Now we have time to explore some of the forward depth. You know, I feel like with Boquist, uh, we had, had a couple good offensive games, but yeah, and, and he kind of came out. He played a good game last night. I thought. Yeah. I thought he was. You know, he was around the net. He was at least being noticed. Um, I thought, again, Michael McLeod had a really good game. Um, yes. We have two guys that are plus 18 and one wow. who's a plus 19. That is amazing. Who's the plus 19? Guess. You're not I mean, guess you got to like think about Hughes. He's got so many points. He looks great, but no. It's not. No, it's not Hughes. The plus 19 is Tomas Tatar. I'm fucking flabbergasted. And look, look at me. I'm flabbergasted. You, that's your flabbergasted face? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I wish that that was a video. It is. So, um, our plus 18s, two of them. We have Siegenthaler. Yeah. And, and, and Graves. You know, they're so steady as defensemen. Uh, you know, I get it. Um, Graves has been so steady. I, mean, I can think of like a period he let me down. Siegenthaler, maybe like one game where he wasn't so hot. I, they're, they're great. I can understand that. I'm so that, th- th- this. Not having that Graves Marino line out there. Uh, I know. If it is That's for huge. any type of uh, long term, this is it could be fucking devastating. And Marino especially. I mean, Graves is. I mean, they're both of them. They're they're amazing. It, and and you cannot do well long term without at least one of them back in the lineup soon. So now I, I, I mean, I just feel like they've been so instrumental to this team's turnaround. So now I mean, you have. They only recalled one. Defenseman, yeah. So, what does this mean for right? So, are we going to run five? 
it looks like that's going to be, be what happens here. Where is Ball? In the well, Ball will be probably teamed up with Severson. Okay. And then mm-hmm. you're going to have, uh, you know, Siegenthal or Hamilton, but then they brought the new guy up uh, from Utica. Otiuk. Otiuk came up, and now that's one. So what are mm-hmm. they going to, they're going to run, they're going to run five, five and uh, an extra forward? I guess. So, you know, Holtz and, and uh, Andreas Holtz. Johnson are going to be in the lineup. Second. So he's a minus. Holtz, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not surprised. Honestly, yeah. like Holtz, we've been kind of like, oh man, why is this guy in the lineup a few times? Well, we have we have some good questions um, from some listeners. Uh, how about we yeah. read these real quick? Sure. And we can discuss those. Um, Marty's better, spelt B-T-T-R-O-1. He writes, um, All right, so this, we can't spell, this, but I'm not going to hold it again. This is a question that I, I was going to talk about this, actually. But I like then, the sentiment. But Marty then, is better. He is better. But somebody wrote this, and I thought that it was uh, a really nice kind of segue into a conversation that I feel uh, needs to be talked about, or maybe it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So he writes, I understand that Nico isn't a fighter, but it was obvious that he wanted none of Kachuk's smoke last night. I thought it was embarrassing seeing our captain fold like a cheap camera at the end of that game. Do Mm. you guys think that his reaction to the fight hurts his credibility in the locker room? And it says, just discovered your podcast. I am thoroughly enjoying it. Thank you. Marty's better 01. So, you know, so Kachuk goes after him late in the game, right? Yes. The referees are all over him. He's throwing punches. Uh, Heischer's doing nothing. They get kind of around to the middle of the ice. in the whole thing. (laughs) <laughs> That's a Switzerland joke. Yeah, it is. Uh, Kachuk puts him down, and he he kind of hides like a turtle, like he's covering everything, and I'm he turtling. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you think that? Because he kind of did come across looking pretty fucking weak, and yeah. especially when the referees kind of have him, like throw a few punches, dude. Like you know, it's not going to be a drop gloves all out brawl, but at least there are different kinds of captains out there. And, uh, so yes, you know, Marty, uh, please, Marty better it, it, with that name. Marty's better. You know, he's of a certain age, and um, I'm sure he remembers a uh, captain named Scott Stevens. Who? Y- you know, yeah, Scott Stevens. Can you imagine him turtling and being like, "Refs, can you stop this?" Are you kidding this? me? No, I mean, he would have dealt with this Heischer bullshit the first game against Florida, and yes. they would have never looked at Heischer sideways again after. Those some of those guys from those old teams got through with them. I love Nico Heischer. I think he's an amazing player. He's great, uh, and he can do so many things. And I would have never made him a captain. And this is why. And I feel like um, I don't know. You know, if he can grow into this, and my gut says no. And I don't think he can ever be that kind of captain. And I don't know. Maybe out there there is that kind of um, gentleman captain that can lead us to victory. You know, you um, don't see too many captains winning Lady Bings, so at yeah. least I don't think. I mean, well, I, well, I'm but to answer think of, the question: Do you, you know, think that that hurts his credibility in the locker room? That's that's what the the listener is asking. Do you think that these guys kind of walked away and were like, "What the fuck, really?" I think that should. And I don't know if it does, which it makes me even more worried. It, it makes me very worried, yeah. Because if everybody's like, yeah, Nico, I would have turtled too. Then we're in bigger shit than not having a captain with some fire in him. 
Like, there the was whole no, team there was like, no fire. He looked genuinely scared, and and that really worried me. I thought they played a great third period, and to end it like that, and it seemed like the announcers and everybody like they just didn't want to bury him. But no, because he's such a nice guy. Well, you could be a nice him. guy and throw a couple of punches. I'm sure Matthew Kachuk is a super nice guy, but you know, if you're the it, captain. And this is happening, and your team's on a skid like this. If you're not going to get pissed and fiery then, when are you? Right. It's not going to be a playoff. This game was over. You already won. Uh, and, and you know, they're taking liberties at you. And the referees have you. So you don't – if you're worried about getting hurt or something like that, like, you're, no one's going to get hurt. All right? The referees are there. At least – you know, give him a face mush, something. Let him know you're there. Right. The, all he kept trying to do was skate away. I know. And and it looked really, really weak. And uh, yeah, I, and I, I, I kind I'm of agree to, with Marty Better 01 here. I, I hate to do it because I feel like somebody with that screen name is living in the past, but I am too. And I want a captain <laughs> who will stand Way to up. shit on the listener, Dan. You know, I, I <laughs> sorry, dude. I get it. Um, you know, I, we all love Marty. I'm just saying, you are remembering Scott Stevens. This is not Scott Stevens. And I, I share your concern, dude, because but, I don't think that this guy is going to be able to be the captain we, we're going to need in a tough playoff series. He's not going to be pointing across to the other bench and looking them dead in the eye and going, you're next, because that's what Scott Stevens did. Yep. And this guy will never do that. And I'm not saying you need a, a, a def- you know, a, I don't know if anyone on defenseman this team would do that. Right, but I'm saying it's so far away. It's so far away from that, and... Um, I'm concerned with that, and I feel like somebody should sit Nico down and go, like, I want to show you some great captains in the history of the NHL and then yeah. the Devils. And I, I just want to see if, you know, maybe you want to approach this differently. Because I think he's a great guy, hugely talented, so smart. We could use a lot of his great attributes as captain. But uh, he's got to add that, you know, at the right times and places. Nobody's asking him to be, like, a hit machine. But no, but I, I think that that last night he should have stepped in and you know he should have at least shown a little bit of fire and and just you know the curling up into a ball and and looking like he was going to cry. But I, I want to just bring something up because I, I thought sometimes I feel like Lindy Ruff might be going in and out of senility. Yeah. So we get a penalty on a power play on that right. Florida takes right. a penalty, so there's less than a minute or so left in the game. And Lindy Ruff puts Nico Heischer back on the ice. Did you see this? Yes. So he puts him back on the ice. And then the announcers and panging them are going, why is he back out there? That's not a good idea. And this and that. And then they pull him off and they put on whoever else came in to finish the game. Because, I mean, the guy just, you know, after and, and seriously, he looked like he was going to cry. And and the thing that I thought was, was bad about that whole thing was when he got on the bench, the rest of the team, nobody talked to him. That's what kind of worries me. I like know. nobody I looked like at him, nobody talked has like to him. A slight amount of embarrassment. Yeah, him. and and it's not a leadership position, and it's so hard to go by body language and things right. like that. You don't really know what's said, but, but I feel like ah oh, man. And then you know, Panger says the the some of the uh, assistants. So I'm, I'm guessing you know Breland or, and Burnett or whoever were you know told rough like you, you can't put him out there, dude. Like he, you know the, after what just he's gonna you know. So they get him off the ice. Like, Lindy Ruff... I know. Like, are you, it's, like you should have been up. a little more aware of the situation. Absolutely. And, and the whole team should have been aware of the situation, which kind of 
going back to the last game oh, when they yeah, were taking was, liberties. Absolutely. And this is something that I was I thought about, but I really didn't want to bring it up because I, I didn't want to manifest it into reality, which it kind of did. Oh. When the guys did not stick up for him in the mm-hmm. first game against Florida, and I kind of thought, like, is this like a personal thing? Or is this... And then... When you kind of see how he sure acted during the second game against Florida, could it be that the, this team doesn't have a ton of respect for him as a captain? I, I mean, look, it's all, I'm being hyperbolic, I don't know, but it kind of seems that way. It does, and I, it is a major problem. I feel like um, I don't even know how you get out of this. Um, and I'm concerned about a couple things. As you mentioned, Lindy Ruff. Feel, to me, it looks like he doesn't know how to handle this situation. No. Um, that's your captain. You just saw him kind of like fall flat there. You've been on teams with like real captains. You've been part of that. You've had real captains under your watch. You don't notice this? Like, what are you going to do about it? And like you did like the absolute worst thing. So it, it makes me feel like you're unaware of it and unlikely to fix it going forward. Right. And that's a problem. And then, you know, with the rest of the team, I don't know. I mean... I just can't see who takes over on this team. Uh, well, why do you have to? How have do you go one? forward? Um, I mean, I, I I agree, and I don't know if you know. I don't know if it does more damage to pull the C off a guy midseason uh, than anything. I'm trying to think of precedence for this. I, I'm sure there good. is, but it, it's not with a team that is first place in their division or, or, or playing for first place in their division. I'll tell you that. If you're pulling the C off somebody, it's a bottom dweller that, you know, is just something's not clicking. But Nico Heischer is a – agree with everything you said. He's a great player. Um, but, yeah, I, the C on him, I just think, was a really premature bad idea. Yeah, um, there's a lot of guys who have been kind of like the, the quote-unquote heart of the team who yeah. haven't been captain. Right. Being a captain is not doesn't mean you're the heart of the team. It doesn't mean you're the best player on the team. None either. of that. No, it just means that at the right times, you show the right leadership to the rest of the crew. Yes. And that's the problem here. And he you, probably should not have been made a captain you, to start with. Your captain defines your team play. Your team takes the personality of the guy wearing that C. The captains mm-hmm. mean more yeah. in hockey than any other sport. Yeah. And, They're and, almost like a fucking sigil. Yeah. They're not even necessarily right. a person at that you, point. You, right. And when you have that C, it, it, you are you are to represent everything about that team goes through you. When, it, when you talk about Scott Stevens, when the Devils were winning cups, they were tough, they were nasty, and that was all things Scott Stevens were, and the team becomes that. You know, mm-hmm. players in, in football, they take a coach's personality, and they, they run with that. Well, in hockey, it's a lot of it is the captain. So if we're going to take that personality, well, you know, we're, we're a bunch of softies, and we're not going to make it very far. I know. Um, that, all right. that is the problem. And it's, well, it's such a hard thing to say because I think everybody loves Nico. Yeah. He does so many things, and he, he never I lets mean, you think that he's not working hard. You know, no, like, no, no. Listen, this has nothing to do not the, with his play. Right, it has to do with his leadership. Right. Um, but okay, you know, look, we're gonna have we have we have a half a three quarter or how many? Uh, how many? Three quarters of a season left? Yeah, two thirds. Two thirds of a season left. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of a season left. We'll see where it goes um, with him. But yeah, that's something definitely to keep an eye on, and something that could be concerning and could hurt us. Well, um, let's go to the next one. Lord of Three Cups writes. 
Last season, we couldn't get solid goaltending to save our lives. Now we seem to have an overabundance of netminders. Between Vanacek, Blackwood, Schmid, and Bernier, who do you think will be the best two options to ride into a playoff run? Wow. I know. And last game definitely like complicated the things, didn't it? I think things, was, yeah, things are extremely complicated with that. I mean, that. I think it was only a few uh, shows ago we were saying Blackwood has played his last game with the Devils. Yeah. Because you had a great duo, and I feel like you still have them, in uh, Vanacek and Smeet. And I like them together maybe best. So to answer his question simply, I still say Vanacek's your number one, uh, and, and Smith should be your number two. But, um, you know, Blackwood's back... And I don't know Isn't for that how long. Backstreet song, Backstreet Boys song. Yeah, you know, Blackwood back. back, all right. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it could be that one. Yeah, it's the one. It's it's something I didn't want to listen to in either capacity. But you here want me to sing it again? I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like I didn't expect to see Blackwood back. All I right. liked a lot of what the way he played. Um, he played well. He had a good game. Um, he did. He had a good he third did. period. I thought. Uh, yeah. And I just I still have the same concerns about him going forward, i.e. injuries and i.e. just inconsistent play. So time will tell with that if we're, if we're, if we're going to keep him going. Uh, I feel like Vanacek w- would be your solid number one, and and I can't really think of a game where he's actually let your team down. He's been doing great, and the only games that I thought that he played. Where he he had a little trouble or games that our defense just didn't help him out at all and they they you know hung him out to dry like Carolina, um, well not was that Carolina game that he got pulled yeah 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 have that you they seen really soft goals on him no I mean no but the defense the was not existent maybe had one that you could call soft and so, another that was like oh I wish he had it. this and is where last game. this is where I think the problems arise uh, when it comes to the goaltending I mean Vanacek we know. He's there, okay? He's not going anywhere. It comes down to that number two. Right now, I do think it's going to be Blackwood and Vanacek for a while. And and, and here's why. You can send Smee down, right down to Utica. You don't have to worry about him clearing waivers or anything like that. Now, I'm extremely concerned with Blackwood, not just because of injury, how injury prone he is, but because he is just too inconsistent. So if Blackwood struggles coming forward, right, and it's not an injury-based thing, if he gets injured again, you, you put him on IR, you bring Smeet up, and that's it. And then you can decide what you want to do with him down the road. Um, but now that he's up and he's in, he's on the team, if Blackwood struggles from a, a, a actual just, just production standpoint and he plays poorly, you're in a tough spot because you can't just send Blackwood down and get Schmied up. Blackwood has to clear waivers, which means you're going to somebody will claim him. And 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 I don't know. If, I think that if somebody did claim him off of waivers, there is some monetary compensation that the Devils would get for that. But it's nothing like it would be. You know, if you if you traded him or something like that. So you you're basically kind of stuck with Blackwood now, unless. Yeah. You trade him now. Yeah, we and have. That's going to be tough to do. I mean, do you see his numbers this year? His contract, the way it's weighted and everything, it, it's just, it is a big contract I mean, for he's a guy. Making four, 
million, 4.125 mil this year. It's a 2.8 cap hit. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, you know, and, and you yeah. know, maybe the Devils would have to eat some of that and dead cap money if they were to trade him. But here's the thing. Now, you have Bernier. Now, Bernier has been out for over a year. We don't know when he's actually going to be physically healthy enough to play. But I fully Honestly, expect... I feel like this has gone on longer than I expected. Well, I do. I mean, everything is pointing that he will be playing again. So, you know he's going to get some... Uh, rehab starts in Utica. I thought that would have happened by now. Now, if he does well in Utica, I could see a situation where Blackwood gets traded, Bernier gets moved up to play behind Vanacek, and Smead is the you know safety valve that you can pull up and right. down if needed. Right. That is the way I think that it might play out down the road. It makes a lot of sense what you're saying because, you know, the contractual obligations. Smeet is this, you know, he's he's at your beck and call so you can afford to move him here and there. And that's, what well, I guess it makes sense what they did from a business standpoint, sending him down and pulling Blackwood up. But it's, it kind of sucks. Well, my only, I feel like the guy's he, he might be ready to break through. I'm not having Blackwood in. Here's the that. thing. This is, I think, the... Not, I think. I know. This is Blackwood's last chance with this team. It really is. If he does not perform at a super high level, uh, he's going to be traded because they're not going to. They're not going to try and put him through waivers to send him back down or anything. If if they are done with him, they're just going to trade him because they have to get something for him, even right. if it's a you know a later round pick or a prospect or something. You know, it doesn't matter at that point. You move them. I do think that this Devil team is going to look pretty different by the time the trade deadline rolls around. Right. But come the trade deadline, I really would not be shocked if Bernier is healthy and does play well that it's a Vanacek-Bernier one-two punch going into a playoff run. Okay. Um, and if it is Blackwood... It's going to have to be because Blackwood has really stepped up and playing well, and that you know, look, that's what we all want. You know, well, I, I, I want to see. You know, I'm happy with Vanacek. I'm comfortable with Vanacek. I think it was one of the, you know, other than Palat, the best move they made. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blackwood, I want to see him do well, but you know what? He's got to prove it now. Uh, you know, he had a win uh, against Florida. Now, you know, Vanacek has got a Vanacek. I feel played better when he had. I really shouldn't say that. You know, when that, that whole season started, last when this season started, it was a who's going to be a number one, number two. And I thought Vanacek played really good under those situations, being like, yeah. I'm going to go out and take it. Yes. Um, he didn't really have to do that with Schmid because it was, you know, the, Schmid was the number two. Right. And, Honestly, and, a couple of the starts he got, I, I thought they would have gave to Vanacek. Uh, apart from the back-to-backs, I was like, oh, I'm surprised they're even giving him a couple of starts. Talking about Smead. Smead, yeah. And, and look, yeah. Smead played fantastic. And if it ends up being Smead and Vanacek for the long run, I will be happy with that. I, I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I'm sure like Smead's got to be disappointed to get sent down because he didn't really have any bad play. He know? was the, the, the last game he played was. I'm sure he wants one of those goals back, and 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 you know maybe even two, but really only one. And you know, like it's that's not on him. Well, but, it, it was, you know, he wasn't. That's the business part of it. That, that's what I was just going to say. He wasn't yeah. sent down because of how, of how he played. He was being sent down because of the business aspect of it. Yeah, but if you're him, do you wonder like if I played out of my head and had a shutout in that game, 
Would they still have sent me down? Yeah, I don't they would have. So. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think right now you are so fucking strapped because of Blackwood yeah. that in, in his situation, it's difficult. You can't leave Blackwood just playing in Utica. You know, I'm not going to pay a guy four and a half million dollars to play in the AHL. No. You know, and this is how they look at it. So let's yeah. get him up. Maybe he's going to be trade bait and let's get him a couple of starts and then we can shop him around a little bit and see if we can get something. Yeah, hopefully that's or, where it's going. You know, and uh, here's the thing, though. If, if Blackwood does do what Blackwood does, which is i.e. either get injured or just start playing extremely poor, uh, poorly, it's not the end of, end of the world here. That, that right. This is like, that, that could, you know, Okay, we have Schmied, we have Vanacek, we have Bernie waiting in the wings. Here's what I worry about with Blackwood back in the mix. And this is ways away, and it's probably one of those fears that are technically unfounded today. But he played really well and and helped get you into the playoffs. And then from there, what happened? You know what I mean? Bed and right. So I'm, I'm. I don't want to replay that. I don't want him to get hot only to leave you high and dry again. I feel like you know. It's gonna give you blue balls. Yeah, man. I feel like that's that's what we're headed towards. If he if he gets hot, I'm just not gonna believe it. Whereas if you know Vanacek is hot, I believe it. I think if we are sitting with Blackwood in on the lineup uh, after the trade deadline, um, then I think we we have a, a yeah. We're far away from that. Yeah, point. we can be concerned. I think right now. You know, this team has other problems other than the goaltending. And, you know, that's the one thing I'm actually comfortable with. Like, I look at the game against Boston Very tomorrow true. night, and I'm like, at least Vanacek will be in there. You know, and, and that'll give us a nice steady... You know, yep. we have two two rookie defensemen coming in. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't recall Simon Nemec. I mean, yes. why not give the kid a chance? I thought it was interesting because, uh, honestly, I don't know... I guess Okijuk, he still can. Okijuk. I've pronounced it 18 different ways. Nikita. Yeah, old Nikita there. But Simone there, everybody's heard about his name. He seems very interesting. Uh, but he's not getting to start yet. I don't no. know what the reasoning is, but that's okay. Well, let's go to our last uh, comment. Uh, this comes from Gary from Saddle River. Hi, Gary, Gary from Saddle Hi, River. Gary. Hi, Gary. Gary. Meow. He writes... I had big expectations for Alexander Holtz during the preseason. Now he is struggling to stay in the lineup. Is Holtz a bust, or is there something about this system that's holding him back? That's a good question, Gary from Saddle River. So is this is it the system? Is it him being? I, I, I don't think it's the system. I, I think, and I don't necessarily think he's a bust. I just think he is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a bust. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to know what Gary would say our system is because when a system is working, it's like, okay, fast, pressure hockey with a good amount of skill. Can Holtz, uh, is that suited towards Holtz's style? If, if that's Gary's question, I would say, I don't know. I don't think it's been a great fit. So maybe you are onto something there, but yeah, I mean it hasn't been a great fit, and he's not super responsible defensively, and I, I you know, he does seem he's out of position a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, so so maybe it is the system, maybe it's just uh, maybe it's not just the devil system, maybe it's just the NHL itself and how much faster <laughs> the game is played and stuff like that. So I, I mean, look, uh, again, I am not in love with Holtz, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that where this team is right now and how much. I think that you have a lot of things on this team 
lot of players on this team and a lot of capital on this team that you could flip this. If Fitzgerald is smart, he can flip a lot of the negative and a lot of the bad and turn it into some really good trades for one or two dudes to come in that can change the entire complexion of this team. Mm-hmm. As far as being more physical and, you know, stuff of that nature, the, the spots where we feel are a little bit weaker that need to be tightened up. And uh, so I, I think that Holtz, I I mean, being in and out of the lineup, he's he's had ample opportunity and he hasn't done anything. You know, as uh, I mean, I have not been a fan. No, I, I don't see it changing with him. I would like to get him out of the lineup sooner the better. And, you know, yeah, like if package with a deal that makes us better, great. But, um, I mean, so far, the experiment has been a failure. Well, yeah, I agree. It's really hard to uh, say anything positive about Alex Holtz other than he had the first goal of the season for the Devils this year. And then I think he hasn't scored again, or did he score after that? I don't know. Uh, Maybe he has two goals. I don't know. But he's not been impressive at all. Um, And right now... The Rangers beat the Islanders tonight, 5-3. to three. They are on fire. Uh, Bruins beat the Jets today. So the Bruins are coming off of, they won 3-2 to two against Winnipeg. So the Bruins are going to be playing back-to-back. Um, they were home tonight against Winnipeg, and now they're coming to Jersey tomorrow. Uh, so, Dan, before we uh, we wrap this up, I do have an, um, something, an article, but I want to save it for next time. If that's all right with you, sure. we're going to do uh, – it, it was an article that was written. I'll just give it a little shout-out. It's a Bleacher Report, and Adam Braun wrote it. And it's ranking the five best – this is from 2015. So ranking the five best European players in New Jersey Devils history. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, we can go over that. We'll talk about that. I mean, I don't think in the last from that time the article was written, you know, seven years ago. I really don't think that these changed at all. Um, yeah, well, it's been a quiet seven years. Well, I mean, what are you <laughs> going to put Heischer on there? Yeah. It's really that's it. The, the the five guys that are on here uh, definitely would should be on this list before Nico Heischer. All right, um, and they've done a lot more. But let's just uh, before we wrap it up for today, um, what do you what do you think? The, the Bruins game. Give me your, your opinion. Well, you know, I feel like the Bruins are a for real team. They have got a lot of experience, and they see where they're sitting at, and they want to take control of this, you know, a conference. And so I, I look at them as a very serious opponent, the most serious they faced. So, you know, looking at that, I, Devils are the underdog in no my doubt. mind. And you know what? I hope they look at this and go, we're – the underdog. We're being counted out. Uh, they, that might work in their favor. I mean, I don't. I don't think they responded particularly well to being the, the league's darling. You know uh, that that thirteen game winning streak. I think it kind of got in their heads, and I think that's maybe explicable for a lot of panic and nervousness and clutching too tight during the six game losing streak. So when you put those you know things in context, I think that it's very possible. You see Boston play a great game, but the Devils surprise, dominate, and do well. And I think it's very possible. And, you know, should that be the case, holy shit. Then you see, like, wow, this team can do anything. And it's just a matter of belief and sticking to it. You know, if Boston handles them well and puts them to bed, I really think this game is one of those games where you go, 
okay, I found out what kind of team we are, and we're going to hopefully squeak into playoffs do, and maybe make a little bit of noise, but we're no you know, world beaters. Well, so it's a big make-or-break game in my mind. I, so on a scale of 1 to 10, you'd put this game at 10? Or close so to far it. in this season, this is the ten. This, this is, the is 10. the most important game the Devils have played all year. You know, and you know this is like a little bit of a Dave and Goliath where they get to play David here and, and and maybe be the underdog who wins because they have the ability, but can they execute against an amazingly well, you know, oiled machine and, and veteran Boston. team that knows how to win? Exactly, uh, perennial playoff head case teams uh, yeah. and play them against themselves and, and they Ol- know how to do that Olmark is playing fantastic yeah. and you know, no but when, you know they just played Winnipeg I don't know who was in net so right. we gotta see we might not be seeing Olmark which means that we'll be seeing him after Christmas when we play him back to back but probably yeah I agree 100% but and, and to go back to your point about the Devils coming in and, and well Bruins coming in but the Devils kind of you know Playing their game that we've seen them play and and catch Boston by surprise and, and pull a big win out. If you look at the beginning of the streak, what was the big game? That was against Colorado. It sure when was when they yeah. just skated the Avalanche into the, the ground and they won one nothing. Yep. and it was like holy shit because the, they had won a few games, putting up some big points. Yeah, they yeah, like uh, some overwhelmed uh, the the Islanders who were a yes. good playoff team. I think Columbus was in there or something. Silly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, exactly. they they and and you know they played a lot of Western Conference teams, which match up very well against the Devils. A lot of those teams are very fast and very. Yeah, they and like that's the why, gun. And, yeah. and we when we play our game, when they play their game, when they use Use that speed, and they smother other teams. I don't care who the other team is; it's really hard to win. It is, uh, and the Devils put them on their heels. Yeah, and they haven't they, in the six-game losing streak that was completely gone. No, so yeah, I mean, I agree with you. We were looking at that Colorado game like at that point, that was the most important game of the season. Yeah. Uh, you're playing the Stanley Cup champs. This is a measuring stick, and they came out with flying colors. Played a, a near perfect game. Uh, this is this is round two now. Now now you've had your ups, you've had some downs. Yeah, you're starting to level off. Right. What kind of hockey team are you? It really. That's is. what we need it to really know. Is. It's going to tell you the character of this team, uh, like no other game has. I agree. So I'm very excited to see it. Um, so many different ways it could it could play out. Um, it, it's going to be you know a tough loss if they lose, especially handily by the Bruins. And it's going to really like show you a brick wall they're up against, and they need to break through. And they'll have the rest of the season to do it. So that's the, like the worst case scenario. And the best case scenario is like they realize who the hell they are, right? Who they can be, and you know, start saying, "Wait, if if we can do this, what business do we have losing against anybody?" Yeah, and, and you know, like I think that'll carry them really far. And that's what we were saying about them during the winning streak, and they were playing such. Great hockey mm-hmm. during that streak that you did sit there going, who the fuck is beating these guys? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck can beat them. And that's what's really amazing about them. I mean, to some extent, every team can say that when they're at their best, they are a tough team to beat because that's true. This is the NHL, the worst team in the NHL on their best night. It can probably beat anybody. Yeah, it happens all the time. But you know, there's something else going on here where I feel like. Everybody who's watched at least a few Devil games realizes there's something special here. Yeah. Is it for real? Is it sustainable? Is it 
something that can be controlled and brought out every night? Do we have the coaching staff? Do we have the maturity of players? Do we have the healthiness of these players to do that? These are all questions, and it's very exciting. Yeah, I want to see and, where it and, goes. And I agree with you. These are questions that they, they're going to be answered in the next few months. We're going to know um, whether or not this team is a bunch of, you know, if they need another year or two, or right. is, are they ready to go now? And uh, my my main concern this year is uh, right now is is coaching. I, I'm having. You know, when I see a team go from playing as fantastic as the Devils were to those last six games where, mm-hmm. you know, okay, the first, we talked about it, the first couple of losses, they played well, but then they just got worse and worse throughout. Um, and then you started seeing, you know, the bad penalties and the the giveaways in the offensive zone and the stupid passes. And, you know, and right. that to me, when it comes to the mental aspect of the game, that's coaching. That is getting your team's head right. And um, I don't know if Lindy Ruff's the man for the job, but, you know, we're going to see. Yeah, a lot uh, lot will be known over the next few games. It's uh, quite a Christmas present for everyone. Uh, Watch the Devils and see their biggest game of the year um, tomorrow. Can we just say how great of a weekend we have coming up? Regardless of Christmas, we have have the Devils-Bruins tomorrow night, and then I think Devils-Bruins Monday night. Yes. And then smacked in there, we have, I think, 12 or 11 or 12 NFL games on Saturday. We have three NFL games on Sunday. uh, And then we have a Monday night football game. This is the best weekend ever. And then you just throw Santa Claus Christmas and presents in. Couldn't be any better. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. And we just want to um, let you guys know you can reach out to us at uh, unclepucker at gmail.com. And yeah. we will. Happy to um, hear from Gary and uh, Marty's better. And uh, who's well, the other guy? Oh, I got to look at my notes now. I think it. Oh, Lord of Three Rings. Lord, Lord of, of the Rings. Lord of Three yeah, Rings? Was Elrond. Yes, it was Lord of Three Rings. Lord of or Three, three Cup Rings. Or was it Lord of Three Cups? What was it? Lord of Three Cups. That's was that what it was? Yeah. Lord of Three Cups. That's kind Lord of Lord of the Rings is a story. Lord of Three Cups. Yes. Yes. I appreciate all of them writing to us, and, and please uh, don't hesitate. Right. Also, you can find us on social media pretty much everywhere you look. Just turn around. We're there. Okay? And that's it. Have a safe, happy holiday, Uncle Puckers, and we will see you when we see you. See you, Uncle Puck is out. It's over, Johnny. It's over!